1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Till. The reason why 1MDB agreed to an exorbitant interest rate for $1.75 billion US dollar loan to purchase a power plant is because it did not bother to negotiate a lower rate, a witness told the Najib Razak 1MDB trial today. 1MDB also did not bother to inquire with other financial institutions for a better interest rate, knowing the company was also already heavily in debt. Instead, it just took the words of its bond arranger, Goldman Sachs, who was also its financial advisor. No questions asked. <coughs> Najib's corruption trial resumed on Thursday, January 27th, with Tania Schivetti taking the lead in cross-examining the prosecution's 12th witness, Azmi Tahir. Azmi first took the stand in November. He was the former chief financial officer of 1MDB. This morning, Schivetti grilled Azmi about a $1.75 billion US dollar bond which Goldman Sachs helped raise for the purchase of an energy company. On top of that, 1MDB also took a 700 million ringgit loan from Afin Investment Bank and Am Islamic. The interest rate for the 1.75 billion US dollar loan was 5.75% over 10 years. The interest accrued over that period of time was worth 1 billion US dollars. The bonds were raised to facilitate the acquisition of Mastika Lagenda, which held a 75% stake in Genting Sanyen Power Syndrome Burhat. 1MDB had agreed to pay 2.75 billion ringgit for the acquisition. Skivetti asked Azmi why the interest rates for the bonds were so exorbitant and if he ever tried to negotiate for a better deal. That means the total cost of the bond, including the principal, would be 2.7 billion US dollars. If you add the cost of the 700 million ringgit loan, the financing was 2.8 billion US dollars, which gives it a total of 9.1 billion ringgit four times the acquisition cost, Skivetti pointed out. Is this the financial structure proposed by Goldman, she asked. Yes, but you would have to take into account that there will be revenue, Azmi said. However, there was no return of revenue, nor did Goldman prepare a projection informing 1MDB of such a thing. Did you try to get proposals from other banks for the financing, the lawyer asked. Asmi said no. Neither he nor his subordinate Terence approached other banks for proposals for the financing facility, he said. The lawyer then asked him if it would have been helpful if Goldman had done a presentation to explain the structure of the financing, to which Asmi agreed. Asmi testified earlier that there was no presentation by Goldman because the facility agreement was similar to that of Tanjung Energy where 1.7 billion US dollars was also raised. 
Azmi was also informed that Jasmine Liu, 1MDB's legal advisor, will be spearheading the facility arrangement. It was beyond me. The board had approved it via a director's circular resolution. Me being new, I was just executing, Azmi told the court. I was told this was a strategic acquisition, so I was focused on that. Some things were organized by Jasmine, and she just does it. I put it to you that you did not ask Goldman to present the financial structure, Skivetti said. I disagree. There was no opportunity, Asmi replied. Skivetti then suggested that Goldman had breached its fiduciary duties by proposing the second loan, knowing the company was already severely in debt. They breached their fiduciary duty. They knew that 1MDB was in debt and they proposed an expensive structure, she said. Asmi, however, said that that was too broad a statement to make. That's a broad statement. It wouldn't be fair for me to say that they breached their duty because I don't know whether they knew the state of affairs in 1MDB, Asmi replied. As the director of 1MDB at the time and the person who signed the agreement for the loan facility, Skivetti put to Asmi that he too had breached his fiduciary duties for not putting the company's best interest when he took on the loan. Asmi, however, did not agree with her statement. And with that, the court ended for the day. The trial will resume in March at the Kuala Lumpur High Court before Judge Colin Sakera. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Revati Supramaniam. I'm Patrick Teo. Mm-hmm.